And at the moment, pretty much no one was coming. The booking spreadsheet was just one of the ideas Jason had introduced when he and Libby had moved into the hotel to help Margaret after his father, Donald, had died very unexpectedly. However, like most of their efforts to make Margaret's life easier, she had taken it as a personal criticism. Jason's website suggestions hadn't gone down well either. Your father wasn't at all convinced about the internet, Jason nor had their ideas about making some rooms dog-free or putting croissant on the breakfast menu. Libby's heart broke on a daily basis for Margaret, who seemed suddenly colourless and lost without jolly, sensible Donald, whom she'd nagged and adored for thirty-five years. But the swan was in urgent need of attention, both financially and hygienically, In order to get the deep clean started without a hurt Margaret arguing that most guests didn't share their paranoia about a dog hair or two, Jason had had to take his mother over to the big waitrose for a leisurely morning's shopping, leaving Libby in charge of a hotel and a gorilla cleaning operation, not to mention Margaret's self-important basset hound Bob, who was safely shut in the office. Libby wasn't even going to think about what he might be getting up to in there. "'Does it matter?' "'You can't be full, surely,' said Mr. Harold, looking around at the deserted reception. He made eye contact with the moth-eaten stag's head over the door to the lounge and did a violent double-take. Libby sighed. If Margaret was putting her foot down about the reservations book, it was nothing compared with her resistance to their plans to update the decor. Jason had grown up in the Swan and didn't mind the wall-to-wall thistle mania in the public areas— and Libby had rather enjoyed its gloomy charm when they visited a few times a year from London, but now their remaining life savings were tied up in the shabby, stag-infested surroundings, it made her twitchy. She wished there was some way she could persuade Margaret to let them get on with the revamp they'd agreed when they'd sold up and moved here for their own fresh start. As it was, thanks to Margaret's reluctance and their own careful budgeting, she and Jason were doing it room by room by themselves in the evenings. The bedrooms were more Laura Ashley than Braveheart, and they'd spent the previous month stripping the busy pink paper from room four, replacing it with soothing dove-grey painted walls and soft linens. Libby had made mood boards for the luxurious boutique look they'd decided the hotel needed if they were going to attract a bigger spending clientele. Or any spending clientele come to that. Jason and Libby's savings had just about managed to rescue Margaret from the clutches of the bank, but there wasn't a lot left over to rescue the hotel from the ravages of time. Neither of them had done any DIY before. Jason had been a stockbroker, Libby had been a television researcher, but room four looked pretty good, considering. And she'd quite enjoyed watching Jason wielding a sander, with his sleeves rolled up and his fair hair dark with sweat. She'd always known him in his city suit or his off-duty weekend wear, and it gave them time alone to talk and to not talk too sometimes. Just working alongside each other, worn out in a good way, knowing every scrubbed board or sanded windowsill was a step forward. Room four was the start of something precious, Libby reminded herself, proof that fresh starts sometimes came disguised as horrible endings. As if she could read Libby's mind, Mrs. Harold said, The lady we spoke to over the phone said she'd give us a specially refurbished one. Room four? Arthur likes a firm bed for his back, 
And I understand room four has a brand new memory foam mattress. Indeed it does. Room four is... Libby started to address her reply to Mr. Harold, then remembered that Arthur was, in fact, the guest currently sniffing the laundry bag and... Oh, lovely, cocking his tiny leg against it. Room four, um, might still need a day or two's airing. Wet paint, she finished, as convincingly as she could. Arthur wagged his tail at her, but it cut no ice with Libby. Dog hairs weren't part of the plan, despite Margaret's stubborn insistence that dog-friendly rooms had been their trademark for years. I can give you a lovely ground-floor room, she went on, with a garden view on... What was that? Mr. Harold put one finger in the air and inclined his head towards the door. Could have been our cleaner upstairs, said Libby. Dawn was getting full value out of the rented carpet shampooer. The water coming out was...